Episode number one hundred and eighty-two. I'm your host. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. Are you sure? One moment. The last week. Oh wow! Let me check. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I see eighty-two. Uh, Sanjay, that story. So yeah. this is yes, number one hundred and eighty-three. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have uh, Abhishek. Hello. Good afternoon. This time, not good morning. Unlike seven thirty yes. in the morning and one eighty-three. What does one eighty-three remind you of? Uh, legendary Dho- figure, of course. Dhoni's top score. Oh no! And 1975 ka World Cup ka semi-final score. Final right. scores. We, Final. We, we, we were chasing 183. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, was <laughs> good guess. <laughs> good guess. Yes. The, the Dhoni part is not wrong, but yeah, it's not quite legendary. I didn't know Dhoni's top score in ODI was 183. I think it was against Zimbabwe in his fourth or fifth match, if I remember correctly. Dhoni top score. I'm googling it up. What is important is his salary is three and a half million dollars official salary in 2012, according to the contract. That number is more important than what then this stops. And plus, he's got a lot of businesses. Did you know he's got a sports management company, which is a smart way because the sports management company manages his account. So people have sports agent. He has his own company. Right. So basically, you know, he can, uska pura kharcha pani can be put as expenses. Tax reduction. I, I'm pretty sure that is not why he's doing it, but. <laughs> yes. And, and that 183 was against Sri Lanka. It was against Sri Lanka. Also hmm. substantial side. His company also manages, um, who's the lady who plays badminton really well? Oh, I hope Hyderabad. you don't mean Saina Nehwal and Saina you call Nehwal. her name. That is right. sad, ladies and gentlemen. This is the state of Indian. Indian sports outside of cricket. People don't remember our legends. Oh, is she a legend too? Oh, come on. Since we are talking about legends, let's talk about Pran. Who Pran Sahab. Pran Sahab. <laughs> who has received the Dada Sahib Falke Award. Most famous villain is how is what he is known as. Yes, and on May 3rd, he will be getting that award, which incidentally also marks 100 years of cinema in India. I thought that was last year. We celebrate on May 3rd, man. Come on. What do you say? So his name is Pran Krishan Sikand. Did you know mm-hmm. that? 93 years of age has been selected to get, receive the Dada Saheb Falke Award. He has over 300 films. So apparently he was Bollywood's first choice villain between mm-hmm. 50s and the 80s. And this is when Amar Akbar Anthony came up. This is where actually Amitabh Bachchan came up. Right? So what For every good hero, there needs to be an equally challenging villain. You bet. And he has had some legendary dialogues. You mentioned Amar Akbar Anthony. Baap ne di hui pistol yaad hai. Pistol dene wala paap yaad nahi. Well, he made his debut in 1948. And in fact, he had done 20 odd films before partition. He had come to India from Lahore to celebrate his son's birthday. And partition took place and he couldn't go back. And he continued. <laughs> and Yes, and, and he continued in India. And his first film was Ziddi. 1948 alongside... And in the 70s and 80s, apparently he was paid more than the heroes. Only Rajesh Khanna outdid him. Among villains, I mean, he was the top earner. He did 14 films with Bachchan and only in one of them was he a villain. You can't count him as a villain in Zanjeer. He was the main lead role there. Yes. He's played with what? Dilip Kumar, Mahmood, Kishore Kumar, Devanand. Worked with four generations of all the Kapoor's. 
right from prithviraj kapoor to karishma kapoor <laughs> lucky so highest award in cinema given annually by government of india for lifetime contribution to indian cinema that's right and you get 10 lakh rupees a shawl and a medal so the first one to get it was devika rani choudhary roy rich havoc german i think huh? she married really? a german dude later on yeah prithviraj kapoor pankaj malik ruby myers who are all these people man bumi reddy narsimha reddy kannan devi nitin bose raichand boral naushad lv prasad satyajit ray v shantaram lata mangeshkar it's been there for a long time it's a long list yeah balaji pendharkar and all those guys bhupen hazarika also yash chopra devanand and lately so last year mm-hmm. it was received by somitra chatterjee from bengal <laughs> yeah sham benegal where else yeah sham benegal sham benegal said that he he knew that he wanted to be a filmmaker when he was 10 so oh, really no yeah. he's kidding he doesn't mean it <laughs> no man some of these guys are i think prodigies but pran talking about awards he he had refused to accept one of the film fair awards for best supporting actor from a film called beiman because he felt that the best music award should have gone to pakiza instead it went to the music directors of beiman and yeah. he said no, no, no man, i'm not i'm not taking this award Oh, really is quite a character of the screen, off screen too he's done many films with ashok kumar but i haven't seen many of his films i'm sure some of our listeners who are a little more you know pran fans people stop naming their kids pran because the name pran was being associated with the bad guy character that he kept playing all throughout those two decades so so what would you like your name to be associated with abhishek let me ask you a very deep question i'm abhishek it's the default name in india yeah right? that that is that's <laughs> That is parents, the name that the baby come out with, and if yeah. if the parents are lazy, they just keep it Abhishek. Aditya probably comes close second, a, a little <laughs> less lazier, right? Yeah, they yeah. at least got past A B exactly. to A D, so a little less lazy, but very close. All that has come a full circle. It comes back to you because when your name is Abhishek, it's generally the first name on people's cell phones, and you get pocket dialed very often. <laughs> so you, <laughs> hello, hello, Absolutely. hello, keep doing that. and it's someone's kid out there yeah exactly <laughs> and it's midnight sometimes when that oh, i don't know what misdialed at midnight quite <laughs> interesting anyways yeah so because i've been doing a lot of interviews recently and i like to ask this very deep question as you're talking about <laughs> just because after taking them through you know a few very binary answers it is mm-hmm. either yes or no i just want to let them loose right thoda sa breathe karo kuch bhi give me some bullshit right mm. what are some of the answers that you get oh it's like you know i would like to be known as generous and someone who thought lived for others all sorts of things i get anyways so let's get back so let's talk about this guy who single handedly apparently has grown a forest over a thousand acres now he started with a small sandbar and we are talking about jadav molai payang he is from assam and he started off around 30 years ago on a barren sandbar in a river which is a huge island type of a thing mm-hmm. on a big river you know that's what the story says i'm having a difficult time visualizing this island so a scheme was launched at that time by the social forestry division of the district which involved basically planting of trees on only 200 hectares and jadav molai payang who is now known, known as molai or molai was part of that project however after 5 years all the laborers left this guy decided to stay back and dedicated 
his entire life to ensuring that this forest actually came up. We've never heard of him. And the website link that you gave me, what was it called? A website dedicated to odd things. Oddity.org. And it was an accident. And this came into limelight only in 2008. These forest officials, they were searching for a herd of about 100 odd elephants that had sneaked into the forest. And it had dislocated some villagers around while doing so. And then they were surprised when they walked in. They said this is a huge area of greenery around. Yeah, in fact, now that the Assamese name given to the forest is Mulai Kathoni, which means Mulai's forest, this guy's forest. And the conservator of the forest, Gunin Saikia, he has quoted saying that this is perhaps the world's biggest forest in the middle of a river. And they are planning on taking this project now and spreading it over 1000 hectares. Wow. Isn't it a tourist place? Yeah, it it almost seems like it, right? And it had been destroyed though when there were massive floods. And Mm -hmm. the way he actually took to it was because he saw all these wildlife, snakes and all those things dead on the sandbar. And he said that had there been a forest here, all these creatures would have been saved. That's how he started out basically. Now in this forest, bamboo alone covers about 300 hectares. There have been said to be four tigers, three rhinos and more than 100 deers, rabbits and other monkeys, wagra apes. The story says innumerable varieties of birds and a herd of 100 elephants is known to visit the place every year for six months. This must be awesome, right? And the website where we actually found this story is called auditycentral.com. However, you know, the most recently published story is man has been wearing a deer head mask every day for four years. Then one Ah, of the other stories... Oh, you're, the, you're talking about the website now. Right. A teenage girl has been on a noodle-only diet for 11 years. So, <laughs> it is not something that probably you want to subscribe to in your RSS feed, unless you are into all those things. Next one is where India has is now moving ahead to get WHO's, which is the World Health Organization certificate, which basically announces India as a polio-free country. Polio eradication certificate ke liye it has filed uh, since it has been polio-free for the past two years and India is preparing to get this certificate now. And apparently it's not a very short process. It's a long process to get this certificate. And for the last two years, from 2010 to 2012, there was not a single infection. And all this is because of the efforts that the government has taken in in the sense that there was this pulse polio immunization campaign that started in 1995-96 where every locality, everywhere in India, they would have a booth where they would encourage new mothers, new parents to get their kids to have, you know, the infants immunized. The program was started back in 1984. It's a big improvement because even in the in the whole of the world, in 1988, there were 350,000 cases who died of polio. And in 2012, there were just 222 active cases who are being treated. And only Nigeria, Pakistan and Afghanistan are the countries where new cases can be registered and India was on that list. It's no longer there. Ruksa Khatun is the last polio victim in India. Yes. Um, who was reported, who got polio in 2011. So, so this is just one case as of today. In 2009, 741 cases of polio reported. 2010, the number had dropped to 42. And then, of course, in 2011, it was just one. So it's good progress that has been made. I mean, everyone has said that India is a massive country, especially with the migration that happens, interstate migration, that is. It is very difficult to keep immunizing the entire population. The oral vaccine itself was introduced in India, not as part of this program. The date you mentioned was when? 1998. 
is it this program started 1995 the immunization pulse polio immunization immunization campaign. started however yes. the vaccine was itself introduced in 78 our neighboring country pakistan unfortunately reported 58 cases in 2012 Hopefully they shall be here pretty soon. Hopefully, yes. One of the reasons that it's been a problem in India and in Pakistan is because of religious sentiments and cultural beliefs. Earlier, Ruksha Khatun's father, Shah Khatun, had not immunized his daughter for religious reasons, and now she is the last known case of polio, and he regrets not doing that. Anyways, let's quickly finish uh, the other stories too. A red Tibetan mastiff, which has reportedly become world's most expensive dog after a coal baron from china bought the dog for 1 million pounds pounds uh, dollars that's a lot of money man and he says it was quote unquote completely justified is what he says <laughs> because <laughs> actually the breeder says that acha okay <laughs> the the breeder his name is lu liang and right. big splash is the name of the dog is yeah. a perfect specimen and the extravagant price for the dog is completely justified but i saw a few pictures of this breed you you said mastiffs right tibetan mastiffs red, red tibetan mastiff yeah yeah and they are huge they have been known to weigh 286 pounds and it's the same size as that of a rugby player <laughs> an adult an adult dog and there are just 300 of those in the uk and i think that's why the going rate is so high and you know you can't get your arms around the whole dog it's that big it's huge the reason they are expensive is because they are thought to be first of all holy animals that bless their owner's health and security the tibetans also believe that the dogs have souls of monks and nuns who were not good enough to be reincarnated as humans or into the heavenly realm is okay. what the story and that's why they are expensive apparently and this breed got special publicity from mr marco polo back during the centuries ago when he described these dogs as tall as a donkey with a voice as powerful as that of a lion and oh. some people say this is the closest thing to a lion that you can legally own the the, oh, golden, so? the golden lion yeah the, the golden colored dog that's what they say about it and if the dog is a black colored one they say this is the closest thing to a bear that you can legally own oh wow Queen Victoria has one King George 4th had one Genghis Khan had one and this is not the first time that the red tibetan mastiff has gotten the world's most expensive dog previously it was held by another tibetan mastiff called red lion and he was valued at around 915000 pounds last year so inflation include karne ke baad i think this guy would also you bet so those were the topics that we had for episode number 183 Uh, log on to www.theindicast.com and leave your comments there and of course you also have the facebook page